0: Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again. So today, we're going to talk about who's to blame for all of this. Because that's the topic that is uh, dominating the headlines, right? It's what matters. Who do we point the finger at? Republican? Democrat? Red? Blue? Elephant? Donkey? Who's to blame? Which president carries the most blame? So we're going to talk about that. You can start with Bush, right? Logical place to start. You know, he started this, and he allowed Mission Creep. And he privatized it. And he enacted a lot of policies that drove recruitment for the opposition. And then he started that other thing in 2003 over in Iraq. Diverted resources. A lot of blame there. Then you can look at Obama, Right? look at him, who carried on many of the same policies and escalated the use of uh, unmanned aircraft which drove recruitment for the opposition then you can go on to Trump right, who set the uh, chain of events in motion that we're seeing the conclusion of now he went in there acting like it was a real estate deal legitimized the opposition and uh made some deals that weren't the brightest. Definitely has some of the blame. Then you have President Biden, who honestly tried. Tried. Tried to make the right moves. But they didn't work, and he is commander-in-chief. He has some of the blame, too. This is not a Republican-Democrat thing. Not at all. Not in any way, shape, or form. Every president that has presided over this war has made major mistakes. Objectively, who's the most to blame? Bush. Bush is, without a doubt, the most to blame for this, if you are looking at it through the lens of decisions that led to this. Okay? Who do I blame the most, personally? And it's really backhanded. But uh, President Obama. President Obama. Not because he made any decisions that were worse than the other three. But because I honestly believe he is much smarter. And should have known better. Because I think he is the smartest of these people. um, I hold him to a higher standard. Trump set all of this in motion. He did. There's no denying that. And you can go to the foreign policy playlist on my channel and go back and watch. Everything that we've seen now, you you, you know that I, I said it was going to happen more than a year ago, exactly the way it did. Um, it wasn't hard to see this coming. That being said, if you go back and watch those videos, and if you're new to the channel, understand, I do not pull punches when it comes to President Trump. I think he is one of the worst presidents in American history. I make a point to say that by that point in the game, I don't know that there's anybody that could have fixed it. There were things that could have, uh, could have been tried, like the token security force. But, I mean, at the end of the day, that's last ditch. It's literally handing the conflict off to somebody else in an attempt to save lives. It's still not a win. Um, so yeah, there's definitely blame there, though, because he did make these deals. He did make the commitments. And then you have Biden, who's presiding over the exit. Doesn't matter that he tried to do the right things. He's commander-in-chief. He has the blame, too. But see, that's only part of the story. These four men, why did they make the decisions they did? What guides them? Politics. And when we say that, we make it seem as if it's uh Something that they do on their own. When you're talking about decision making at this level, you know what guides it when they're playing politics? Polls. We're standing here looking for somebody to blame, right? Trying to figure out which president is to blame. We're standing here screaming, Who killed the Kennedys? After all, it was you and me. We're responsible. Right now, oh yeah, all the polls, people are definitely in favor of leaving. But that wasn't the case in 2001, 2004, 2006, 2012. When politicians play politics, they're reading poll numbers and trying to figure out what is most politically advantageous. Who's to blame? We are. Because we didn't make enough noise when mission creep sat in. We didn't make enough noise when that other war started. We didn't make enough noise when policies were enacted. That should have been an affront to American integrity. We're to blame. But the saddest part about all of this is that it will happen again. Because we're standing here right now talking about who to blame. That's uh, not very conducive to stopping it. If you can personify this whole thing as somebody's folly, well, it's all their fault and we don't have to change anything that we do. And that's what it seems like people are looking for. A fall guy. I don't think that's the right way to do this. If we do this, if we lay this failure at one person's feet, at the president's feet, whichever one you want to choose, it will happen again guaranteed because we will learn nothing. Right now, who's to blame? That doesn't matter. How to stop it from happening again. That's what we should be talking about. And how to mitigate the... uh, the effects of this failure because people right now they're focused on oh look here's this footage this is going to go on there are going to be people fleeing this country they're going to need help there are going to be uh, economic considerations when it comes to helping them and we need to get ready for it this is our mess um uh, looking for somebody to blame so we can wash our hands of it. All that is going to uh, ensure is that another generation from now, when people forget what it's like, that it happens again. At the same time, you have those engaged in sunk cost fallacy, right? We have to fix it. We have to uh, make sure that things go our way to honor our veterans. said it before, I will say it again. The best thing that you can do for our veterans is to make sure that we stop creating combat veterans. Anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good day.